2022 coming up on the program today the incel art form known as bone smashing plus an apology from a set of lesbian baristas meet skeleton sings a racist ditty and coming down with a bad case of eggplant dick all this was your voicemails today which of these leading soft drinks gives you nutrition with vitamin a you. vitamin b2 you. vitamin c such as rabbits and gerbils. Yes, Tim Henson, finally back here doing a show for everyone. It's about damn time. Yeah, if you checked the feed earlier today, you uh, caught a best of show. That's because the power was out for over 24 hours here in Cincinnati. We had a storm. It was awful. Look, I understand everyone has experienced storms and power outages and stuff, but it's different when it happens to me. Because I'm media darling Tim Henson. I'm a celebrity-ish. Dozens of people depend on me to get their news or whatever it is I'm providing. I'm just going to have to invest in a generator. I don't know what generator you're using. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Listen, I do have a great show for you today. Let's get into things right now. On Wednesday's podcast, we featured a ridiculous road rage incident. Between two very liberal people in Portland, Oregon, a woman and a Native American, it was hilarious and infuriating all at the same time. Today, I bring you a a similar clip. These are two women, I think. I mean, I don't want to misgender them. Uh, They own a queer coffee shop. I guess the coffee shop itself isn't queer. It's not like you're getting gay coffee. The owners are queer. Let's be honest. The macchiatos they serve up are probably a little dikey too. Anyway, they recorded a video to apologize to the community for being there. Specifically for being part of the gentrification problem in the community. Now, the idea and the issues surrounding gentrification, it's a, it's a very complex topic. One that I am not qualified to speak on. But basically, if you don't know, gentrification is like, uh, say there's a shitty part of town. A poor urban area. 
typically, you know, houses, if you want to buy a house there, they're going to be very cheap because it's a shitty crime-ridden area. Or if you want to set up a business, there's a lot of risk because it's a shitty crime-ridden area. Sometimes, though, businesses or people will buy up these houses very cheap because they're like, you know what, we're going to fix up these houses and then the property value will go up and we'll make a killing. I guess that's pretty much what gentrification is. It's uh, making the neighborhood nice. The real issue, though, is what about the people who already live there? Their, uh, you know, taxes are going to go up because property values are going to go up. People are going to be displaced, right? You know, buying up all these old houses. And then these, uh, you know, poor people have nowhere else to move to. They can't afford to, to live there anymore. That's that's the big issue. Now, in the case of these two coffee bean carpet munchers, I don't really think they're part of the gentrification problem. They, they ain't rich. They certainly don't look at this. They set up a neighborhood coffee house. It's not a big chain. It's not like Starbucks is rolling in. Well, let's hear what these two have to say. This is Sonam. And Kate. From Nina's World. Um, we're going live as part of a radical accountability process. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're going to say, we realize we're part of the gentrification problem when we moved our coffee house into this skid row neighborhood or whatever uh the only way you could really fix this is by moving out you gotta you gotta just leave the neighborhood you can't just say we're taking accountability we're sorry because you're not really you're still gonna keep your coffee uh you know cafe or whatever right um we're complicit in the gentrification and anti-blackness on 52nd street we put our community at risk with our presence um, as well as our workers <laughs> and particularly this was highlighted by an action from us and we are here to take responsibility um, for that inaction and for the harm that we caused the other thing I don't understand and maybe some of my black listeners could call in who, who may understand this more than me if you've got this 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 area right that is not doing well a lot of closed down businesses. Nothing's opening up. You know, like a, a storefront has been closed for years. It's just been boarded up. Is it so wrong that someone comes and actually rents it, even if they're not black? Are we allowed? Are we allowed to have a white business in a black neighborhood? Again, not a huge chain. These are two queer ladies. Maybe one queer man and a lady. I, again, I don't know. With the guidance of the workers and black and brown workers collective we're trying to raise funds to buy the business and turn it over to our staff i don't know if these are just the managers or if she misspoke and they're trying to buy the building they're renting or what when i first heard this i was like oh okay so they are trying to do something my theory is though that this is a failing business it's not doing well that's why they're willing to give it up yeah, we'll turn it over to the uh, the employees. Let you drive it into the ground. Um, as the owners of the space, we put our workers in harm's way each day that we're open, and we want to recognize that harm and want to uplift their concerns and needs. This is not the best help wanted ad I've ever seen. Would you like to work for minimum wage in a dangerous environment? Where your life is constantly at risk? Come serve coffee at Clitoria. 
we want to uh, be accountable for our complicitness and you already said that. our complicitness with gentrification and our engagement with anti-blackness. Okay, again, they must have fucked up real bad to record this. They're either like super duper self-hating white people or they were caught using the N-word or something. Actually, later on in the video, I'm not going to play the whole thing because it drones on and on. Uh, they're looking to raise some money. Oh, it's like a Kickstarter campaign to, to buy this cafe. Our ownership and our place as a business and the owners of that business on 52nd Street have caused harm and the exploitation of our workers and, gentrif- and gentrifying the neighborhood. If you're the owner, you can control, just pay them more money. Stop exploiting them. You have the power. Now, the account for the video is uh, Mina's World, and I'm looking up Mina's World Coffee, and apparently this was a coffee shop in West Philadelphia. <laughs> Two days ago, there was a news story written about it. On Friday, July 1st, the owners of Mina's World Coffee Shop, Kate Eggert and Sonin Perrick, announced uh, on Instagram that the cafe would be closed. Quote, we don't have enough money to continue operating. Oh, it all makes sense now, doesn't it? That's why they set up that fundraiser. Yeah, we want to let the workers buy the coffee shop. Yeah, because it's not, it wasn't prop. Didn't I just say that? When we first started playing this thing, it was so goddamn transparent. The closure of the shop follows weeks of public conversation about how Mina's World, a queer-owned cafe that sold fair trade coffee and locally made artisan goods, and whose mission was to be a safe community space for all, operated. In June, workers at Mina's World took to social media to allege wage theft, with broader allegations directed at the third silent owner of Mina's World, who was Eggert's mother regarding how she made the money to buy the building and fund the business. <laughs> What's great is that the uh, these two ladies, the business owners, are saying that uh, the reason why they had to shut down, it's all because of that video I played for you. You know, where they uh, are taking accountability? Since that video went public, the shop had seen a significant drop in sales, so much so that the shop could no longer afford to stay open. They should have just kept their big lesbian mouths shut. So now another business has shut down. Everyone working there lost their jobs. We're back where we started with the storefront boarded up. Was this gentrification and what's better? I mean, you can't have it both ways. Is it better that this business is closed? I mean, now a black owned business could go in there if only a black owned business wanted to or could. More likely than not, it will just remain closed and unused for the foreseeable future. I don't know. Seems kind of silly. And again, it wasn't like a huge corporation was there. It was two lesbian women. One might be trans. I mean, we got some minorities owning businesses in this neighborhood. That's got to be a good thing, right? All right. Well, there you go. More fucking liberal recocculousness going on. Moving on now, uh, we are going to completely switch gears from a pair of lesbian coffee house owners to a guy getting pegged with a strap-on. Guys, this isn't just any strap-on. This is the Seahorse Triple XL from Mr. Hanky's Toys, the leader in ass-wrecking monster dongs. If it's not a Mr. Hanky, your asshole probably still has some tread on it. Ting. This thing, freaks, is massive. 
The seahorse dildo comes in five sizes. XXXL is the largest with an overall length of 17 inches, an insertable length of over a foot, right? 14 inches. Uh, The circumference near the base is a whopping 15 inches. And if you'd like to purchase this particular model, it'll set you back about $270. In the video I have for you, Kinky Steph straps the seahorse on. Let's see how her subject handles this thing. Good afternoon. You are here to witness the christening of Mr. Hunky's amazing seahorse cock. Look at the length on that. Yeah, she's got it uh, strapped around. It's almost around her waist, uh, and it goes all the way down to her knees. What a super cock to have rammed inside of you. Yeah, cock and destroyer. About to witness. Right. This is the first one in the UK, isn't it? And it's a good job in the UK. We have the biggest anal slut in the world. Is that a title certified by the Guinness Book of World Records or something? Going to need citation. Thank you. Mr. Hankey's amazing seahorse cock. Mm. She is lubing up. The black seahorse cock. You go, bitches. Time to make an anal slut moan. Now she has positioned the cock right up to his asshole, and she's slowly pushing in. Oh. If he makes a noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I believe that noise is him breathing. Rigid. Like, really make a bitch come when you fuck her with it. Oh. That's it. Oh, feel the seahorse cock right in her head. Oh, yeah, he's starting to feel it now. It's coming already. Mm. I don't even know if she has half of it inside of him. It's coming already. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Going in ever deeper. Ah. Oh. 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 It's gobbling up that dildo! My accent is fucking atrocious. She's gonna take the whole bed down with her. This thing is so powerful. Yeah, the 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 uh, seahorse cock just about completely slipped out, and that must have been a very strange sensation for him. Right there, right there, he makes a noise like. Please stop this just please. <laughs> His ass simply can't take it anymore. Well, thank you very much, German Guy in the Discord, for providing a link to this video. Now what German Guy was masturbating to last night? Something that I was masturbating to last night was a clip from Mead's most recent live stream. Apparently he did a cover of Ring of Fire. 
that old uh, great Johnny Cash song, but uh, Mead gave it uh, a, a little twist of his own. Ooh. Oh, I can do. Let me do. Uh, let me do Japanese um, um, Ring of Fire. <clears throat> okay. Wait a minute. See. Uh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Hello, my name is Harry Kawasaki. Oh, that's and his character. I know Mead's been working on the Harry Kawasaki character. Hello, my name is Harry Kawasaki, and I sing for you Johnny Cash song, Ring of Fire. <laughs> I love that he, he claps after he does this. He's so proud of himself. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Love is a burning thing, and it make a fiery ring. <laughs> I feel you like a child. Oh, but the fire was wild. I fell into the burning ring of fire. Went down, down, down. The plane burning higher, and it burn, burn, burn. The ring of fire, the ring of fire. <laughs> Well, you know, the Japs just love their country music, so... This is totally going to be the new introduction music whenever there is a news story coming out of Japan. Ring of fire! The ring of fire! (laughs) 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 Well, you know, the Japs just love their country music, so I think they like that right. (laughs) (laughs) Then he picks up his phone to see what uh, the feedback is in the chat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's laugh. It's so crazy. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's the best part. I think, so. think they like that right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Japanese, Turning Japanese, I think so. Turning Japanese, I think so. Love it, love it. <laughs> All right, folks, we're having a ball, aren't we? I, I, yes, I am having a ball with you. Thanks, uh, thank you. I mean, I need to get a compilation. I need to compile uh, all these times when Mead's laughing like that. I can just laugh along with him all day. <laughs> I guess my laugh is kind of like Mead's, honestly. Haley's comment let me know about that little moment from Mead's most recent stream. Oh, I'm so pissed off I missed that. I should have been there live. Hey, you know how Mead is uh, really into his looks? He's very worried about how attractive he is and uh, how he can become more attractive. He's into hair maxing. Well, once again, thanks to the Discord, uh, specifically Torso in the Discord. Wow, uh, you freaks are really coming through with great content in the Discord. If you're not yet a member, it's absolutely free. There's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. Use that as your invite in. Lots of fun freaks to chat with and share links to uh, DV-worthy stuff. It's a great community over there. Anyway, Torso just clued me in on something I had never heard of before. 
It's called bone smashing. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. It's called bone smashing. And it's about as dumb as virtual rape. It's a part of looks maxing. Looks maxing is like hair maxing, but for your uh, entire face, I guess. I don't know. This is something incels fucking do to try to make themselves look more attractive. These guys are so desperate to figure out why they can't get laid. It's obviously because they're not alpha enough. I need a higher testosterone levels. I need better hair. My bone structure just isn't desirable enough for ladies. And that's where bone smashing comes in. Rather than uh, go through the trouble and the cost of cosmetic surgery, why not try hitting yourself repeatedly in the face as hard as you can? Basically, the goal here is to crush your bones, I guess. But you're going to smash your bones or dent them or something into the shape that you desire. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, that's a great question. I have no idea. According to one forum post, The Truth About Bone Smashing, you can see a very significant bone structure change after six months of bone smashing, based on my experience. For a beginner, do 100 reps a day. For an intermediate, 500 reps a day. And I guess if you're super ugly, you're going to want to do 1,000 reps a day. I'm not entirely sure what beginner, intermediate, and advanced means. This guy also lists areas to bone smash. One, your zygo. That's uh, front and lateral. I guess they're referring to your head. Uh, three, the jaw, you're going to want to smash your jaw and chin. You're going to want to uh, jab your infraorbital and your supraorbital. There is a warning that that might darken under your eye. That there's risk of bruising, I guess. That, that's like the least of your problems. All right, and then also he says, do not bone smash your maxilla. That's like your cheek right by your nose, like where your nose and, and your like uh, upper lip are and stuff, I think. I guess because, you know, you could break your nose or bust out some teeth or something. Someone replied, uh, see, the thing with bone smashing is that your results depend on how resistant your bones are. This is why I'm against calcium. You don't want strong facial bones. You want pliable bones or brittle things that can be smashed, broken up, molded. Cut dairy out of out of your diet completely. That's a Tim Henson looks maxing tip. Ping. Oh, this forum is great, by the way. Where am I at? Looksmax.org. Someone said, uh, I've done this with my fists, palms, and elbows for about a decade now. As for bone on bone, I've done this maybe 36 times over the last three years. I've been nervous of brain damage and deforming my face. I mostly focus on under my chin area. I believe the uppercut is the most deadly hit, so I strengthen that area as much as possible. My jaw does appear a little more wider, but again, I never measured it, so I don't have an exact measurement here. I would say this makes me look a bit more masculine and a bit tougher. Then he poses a question. I'm interested to know the angles you use. Oils, frequency, force, progressive overload factor. This shit is cuckoo crazy bananas. And I've got an example here of someone who bone smashes. Now, when I was provided a link to this video, uh, again, by, uh, who was it? Torso in the Discord. There's no information along with it. And I was trying to figure out why this guy was hitting his head. I thought maybe he had migraines. This is some way to cope. No, it's much dumber than that. Yo guys, um, 
Today I want to quickly demonstrate uh, how I bone smash one area specifically. It's the area at the front of the... I don't even know how this this uh, area is called in well, English. Well, that's his forehead. He's pointing at his forehead, specifically right between his eyebrows. And uh, I definitely don't know how this area between the eyebrows is called. And this is exactly what I am going to bone smash right now. I guess the idea, what he's trying to do is he wants the eyebrow portion to to look like it's protruding outward. So he's going to try to push in, like, in the middle of his eyebrows, I guess. Then, yes. First of all, I will start with uh, my fist. And after this, I will go over to a hammer. Did you hear that? Did you hear what this psychopath just said? He's going to start with his fist, punching his head with his fist, and then move on to a hammer. So, yeah. yeah take a swig of confidence there. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's in that bottle. Hope it's so, strong. my beetroot juice beetroot. is very good for the pump because I'm going to work out later on. <laughs> and, yeah. Let's okay, just, just get to the punching, sir. Don't need to hear about your fucking smoothie. Start it. We're going to start easily. Okay. So he's punching. That noise you hear in the background is not him. <laughs> it's not, you know, his fist hitting his forehead. Someone's working in the background, which is kind of annoying because you really want to hear uh, his fist hit his, his forehead, which you will. Here he goes. Again, you still can't hear anything. But as he punches harder... You can, if you listen closely, you can start to hear it. Like that's that's getting pretty hard. Oh my god! Like, let me fast forward and see if it gets even harder. It goes again. God, his his um, forehead is very red. Yo. Well, I can't wait any longer. I gotta hear what it sounds like when he hits his forehead with a hammer. We're back, guys, and we are ready to bone smash. Here he goes. God. in his forehead. This guy is a psychopath. Oh, it's so loud. Jesus Christ. What the hell is wrong with you guys? Just pay for pussy already. I mean, if this is all about getting laid, you can't get laid. yourself the agony just you know, part with a couple hundred dollars the reason why i chose uh, this area is because this is one of the areas you can hit really hard <laughs> and you do not need uh, a lot of time like right between the eyes that seems dangerous well guys that's what bone smashing is for the fuck's sake please
please don't try this at home. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I fucked up news. Do you think we should uh, forward that bone smashing video onto Mead, or is that a bad idea? I could see him getting into bone smashing. I mean, he wants cosmetic surgery. He's been talking about it, but that costs lots of money, and Mead doesn't have any money. Bone smashing is a poor man's facelift. And, you know, he's already hair maxing. The downside is I I fear that you're going to lose some brain cells, and Mead needs all he has. Please don't share that bone-smashing video with me, I've decided. All right, listen, if you are not yet Sideshow members, what are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today. When you do, you'll gain access to the entire archive of programs. Been at this since December 2004. There are thousands and thousands of past shows in the archives. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying members. Uh, We did an exclusive program on Tuesday and again on Thursday. I'm going to be doing one this weekend, like a short little chunklet, as we call them, uh, because uh, one of those episodes was during the power outage. I was recording uh, the whole thing on my MacBook. Promise you guys we do a little more on the weekend for Sideshow members. So it's a great time to sign up. Membership's very inexpensive. Again, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. If you want to get uh, just the, the brand new exclusive shows and you happen to use um, uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, there's a great easy way to sign up right in those apps. Just a few taps. Boom, you'll be getting all the free shows and all the new uh, Sideshow exclusive programs. Just another way to get some uh, Sideshow content that way. More information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. And finally, the last way to uh, help support the program, we've got that Patreon account. Patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Thank you so much to all of my patrons over there at patreon.com slash distorted view. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, got to say thanks to DV listener and my conservative boyfriend, Bobenstein. We're like oil and water, but the sex is explosive. He's totally a pig slut power bottom. I'm going to nail him with that seahorse <laughs> tilt we were talking about earlier today. All right. Thank you very much, Bob and Stein, for this story. An unlucky Indonesian man. I fell into the burning ring of fire. No, went no, down, down, no. down. The plane burning higher. And it burned, burn, burn. The ring of fire. Okay. The ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the Japs just love their country music, so I think they'd like that, right? That's Japanese, not Indonesian. Close, but I don't think it's uh, quite uh, accurate. All right, an unlucky Indonesian man was diagnosed with a rare penis condition called eggplant deformity. That is not the real medical term. I came down with a bad case of eggplant dick. Sounds like something good. Big, fat, purple eggplant. I wish my cock looked like that. Please, Lord, give me eggplant dick. All right. uh, Yes, he came down with a bad case of eggplant deformity after fracturing his manhood while having sex. Again, you know, the woman was on top. You're just asking for trouble. The issue, I think, is women are just not careful enough. They can't handle this type of responsibility. They think the dick is hard so they can go hog wild on the thing. It's still a tender piece of flesh. It must be loved cradled. You can't snap it like a Slim Jim. Oh, no. Eee. The 
this whole incident was covered in the International Journal of Surgery Case Reports. Quote, we present a case report of severe penile fracture associated with sexual intercourse, reads the July report. The 50-year-old patient had reported to the hospital claiming that his penis had been swollen for four hours. Following a mishap in the bedroom, according to the case study, the frisky fellow had been having intercourse with his wife when he felt a crack. Never a good feeling or sound to hear when you're having sex. Whereupon he lost his erection and suffered urethral bleeding and an inability to ejaculate. I love that he still tried to fuck. He heard a crack. His penis snapped, instantly lost an erection and started spurting blood. He still tried to come, though. That is such a man thing. To, I think we all would try that. Nothing's going to stop us. All right. Uh, a subsequent examination revealed that his penis had turned purple and was severely deviated to the right like a question mark. Thanks for painting that picture. Oh, yeah. I am looking at an x-ray here and it does. It bends. It kind of it kind of bends two ways. Uh, the mangled member also sported a hematoma or blood clot that ran from the penis tip to the scrotum, as well as a ruptured urethra. Wow. When it rains, it pours, man. That could have impeded urine flow if untreated. Also, the, uh, the constant fire hosing of blood out of the dick might also impede urine flow. Doctors diagnosed the man with eggplant deformity, where the penis buckles. Ah! Due to blunt trauma, ah, during sex, ah, everything scares me about that sentence. Penis buckling, blunt trauma, sex, ah. Uh, this generally occurs after the member slips out of the vagina during intercourse and strikes the female genitalia. I still think the woman was on top riding. The eggplant deformity can lead to permanent disfigurement and impotence if left untreated. How did doctors fix this man up? Well, they cut open the penis ah, and fixed the fractured urethra and penis tissue with soluble stitches. They then drained the hematoma and tested his penile function with an artificial erection. What the hell is that? Did they induce erection? Like instead of blood being, uh, you know, sent to the penis, they... They pumped it with air or something. Thankfully, the patient's penis passed the erectile exam and he didn't have any complications such as fluid leakage or a bent dick. Although some ladies like that, right? After resting at the hospital for five days, good God, the patient was discharged with a urethral catheter that he was forced to pee through for the next 21 days. At a follow-up appointment four months later, the man said he was pleased with the results and could once again ejaculate and interact sexually with his wife without experiencing any discomfort. Photos from the checkup revealed that uh, although his penis was working okay, it still kind of bent a little. It now uh, slightly slants. That is your quarterly dick-snapping news story. It seems like every three or four months we've got another one of those. I like to read these even though they're all very similar. It's kind of like, you know, a cautionary tale. Remember, guys, your penis can snap in half if you're not careful. Be mindful when fucking. All right, uh, second story we have for you. Did you? I always love these news stories where there's a, a criminal, right, who admits to shit, but then at the trial pleads not guilty. You should have thought about that before you spilled your fucking guts to the police and told everyone where the decapitated head was. That's kind of exactly what happened in this story. The Wisconsin woman charged with chopping off her sex partner's head and then putting it in a bucket 
and directing the authorities to where to look for the bucket. Like, that's like specific information. <laughs> like, I cut off this guy's head and I put it in a bucket. You can find the bucket at, you know, this latitude and longitude. Yeah, she told authorities where to look for the victim's body parts. She pled not guilty in a Brown County courtroom this past Tuesday. Taylor Denise Shaw Business. As in, that's what she should have told police when they asked her, do you know where the body parts to this man is? Can you help us find his missing head and limbs? I'm sorry, officer. That's none of your show business. Yes, Taylor Denise show business, 24 of Green Bay, is charged with first degree intentional homicide. There are very few accidental dismemberments. Kind of have to be aware at some point, you know what you're doing. Uh, Wisconsin's highest murder charge, along with the mutilating of a corpse and third degree sexual assault. Did she fuck that corpse too? You dirty girl. The charges stem from what's alleged to have been a meth-fueled episode of sex and murder. I always hear that uh, meth-fueled sex is the best kind of sex. The downside is there's always a possibility of uh, meth-fueled murder taking place after the sex. You can't have one without the possibility of the other. This time, the odds were none in this dude's favor. All right, uh, the romp ended with Shad... Thyrian, Therian, I don't know, 25 being killed and cut into pieces by means of a serrated, oh my God, bread knife. Seems like it would take a long time to get the job done just using a bread knife, but one of the perks of being high on meth, you work fast and you're determined. Ting. Prosecutors say Shabiznis murdered her victim, admittedly had sex with his body for several hours afterwards, and then mutilated the corpse. My, 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 she was busy as a bee. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. Shabiznis is also said to have explained to authorities that the serrated knife did the best job of severing her victim's body parts when compared against other possible kitchen implements. I couldn't fit his head in the food processor. That's the problem. The victim's mother found his head in a bucket. Oh, I thought this lady told the authorities where the bucket was at. Uh, one longtime Wisconsin journalist said earlier this year that show business has an infatuation like appreci appreciation for serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. Thinks of herself as like an apprentice of his or something. I'm a student of cannibalism. All right, in court on Tuesday, Shabiznis pleaded not guilty to the aforementioned three charges. Her attorney, Quinn T. Jolly, entered the not guilty pleas on her behalf. Oh, good luck defending that cuckoo clock. In a previous hearing, Jolly said Shabiznis has been receiving mental health treatment since she was in seventh grade. A lot of good that did. According to the court records, Shabiznis is also known as Taylor Denise Coronado. I knew Shabiznis wasn't her real last name. Dumb. All right. Uh, final story we have for you today. Actually, we have uh, two more very quick news stories. And yes, they just happen to come from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida, our most fucked up state. All right. First up here, speaking of crazy people, this story comes from Tampa, Florida. A Pinellas County man was arrested for battery this past Tuesday for allegedly trying to get rid of demons from a victim. Release. The homo demons. That's right. Oh, yeah, I don't know if they were homo demons per se. I don't think the news story goes into uh, that type of detail. 
But uh, according to an arrest report, Richard Doris and the 72-year-old victim uh, were together at an address when Doris grabbed the victim by the forehead and began saying religious satanic rhetoric. Usually it's the old person who's like super religious. In this case, though, it was the young guy uh, who grabbed the 72-year-old. I'm guessing, you know, once again, meth was involved. So he, he grabbed the victim by the forehead and began saying religious satanic rhetoric. I'm guessing he uh, spoke in tongues. <laughs> Arabic. Seriously, take a listen to her and compare it to Scatman scatting. Alright, I can't tell the difference. Alright, so uh, he started saying religious satanic rhetoric, maybe speaking in tongues, and advising that he was going to try to get the demons out. The victim told Doris uh, to let him go and that he didn't want to be touched. Doris refused to stop touching the victim. The victim tried removing Doris's hand, but was unable to. The report said Doris pushed on the victim's head so hard, it caused the victim to fall onto an ottoman. Maybe he was just trying to practice a little bone smashing on the dude, uh, which uh, the ottoman slid across the floor, causing the victim to fall to the ground, cutting his forearm. The incident was seen by a witness. Doris is charged with battery on a person 65 years or older, which is a felony in the state of Florida. Of course, got to protect the old people in Florida. Uh, now, the final Florida story I have for you today. Again, I think Bobenstein uh, sent me a link to this one. A nude man. Well, that certainly sounds like Florida to me. Shout out to Timmy Boo of distortedview.com from Florida, our most fucked up state. Shout out to Timmy Boo, nigga. Thank you. All right. So what did uh, naked Florida man do here? A nude man threw a Florida commute into chaos last week after he scampered. Oh, cute. He scampered across several highway lanes and hopped on the bed of a semi-trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. We got a good view of him. Uh, take a look at the chapter artwork. I will blur out his ass crack because no one wants to see that. I mean, he's an old dude, not particularly attractive. Looks like he has some moobs there. Uh, startled Sarasota drivers stopped to observe the mayhem on Interstate 75 at around 4 p.m. Oh, right before afternoon rush hour on June 30th and posted footage of the incident to social media. Adding to the turmoil, the unidentified nudist executed his dash and mount amid driving rain and moving cars. So, you know, it took some skill not to slip around, you know. Some motorists called 911 and deputies took the man into protective custody. Authorities did not provide details regarding the man's identity, but uh, he was transported to Sarasota Memorial Hospital for a mental evaluation. Sheriff Douglas Johnson said, while we don't know what may have precipitated the man's actions, meth, it's always meth or bath salt or something. It's apparent that he was exhibiting abnormal behavior. This was a very dangerous situation for the man and the motorist traveling on the interstate. We're thankful we were able to resolve the situation safely. So there you go. Florida is very busy this time of year. It's so nice outside and there's lots of tourists to impress. 
Florida men and women really act out in the months of June, July, August. So I look forward to further stories from our most fucked up state. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple real quick voicemails and get the hell out of here. Well, we find ourselves at the end of another strange week of shows, holidays, and power outages. I hate shit like I hate I hate when my week is interrupted with weird stuff because it's hard to get like back in the groove. I think we did okay, though. Fun episode of DV. That bone smashing was insane. Many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Uh, don't forget 206-666-4463. That's the voicemail line. Although you patrons get a special uh, phone number, and I will play your calls first. And yes, I do have some patrons today. Hey, Tim. It's uh, Bungie. Um... You uh had a, that segment uh, a couple times now with the uh, the lady um thinks everything in the sky and all the people around are um imposters because she's got yeah, a paranoid. It's not the sky that's the problem. Uh, it's the sun, the fake sun. Schizophrenia, and she's going through uh, psychosis at the time when she's making those videos. That's why she's making so many of them. And you made a comment. Yeah, but she's constantly in psychosis then because it's it's like nonstop with her. Um, about it being exhausting. And I'm going to tell you right now, as someone who has it, it really is, man. It can be so exhausting at times. Um, I feel like she goes through these manic... Like, the only time she's not in a manic phase is when she's so exhausted from being in a manic phase, right? So she just, like, lays down and sleeps. And then when she's rested, you know, the sun starts talking to her again or whatever. Especially if you are able to um, think about, like... This is fake, and this is real. It's it's like, yeah, that is real, and that is fake, and um, like knowing what's happening isn't really happening, but it's still real to you. It's still real to me, damn it! But you have, but you have the 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 mindset to realize it's fake, but you still can't help seeing what you think you're seeing. Once you know that, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's got to be real. I hope. Uh, I mean, I don't know what. Your case is specifically, but I, I hope you're on the correct medication and it's not a, an exhausting life for your you. Your brain is telling you fake things. Yeah. Dealing with that. You hit it right. It, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I wanted to tell you that. That was a very good statement. It, it is very okay. exhausting. Look at me saying something smart. You know? Smart and obvious. Wow. It sounds exhausting yelling and screaming for 20 hours a day straight. As long as she needs to take her meds. That's all. She needs yeah. To- well, like I said, I, I definitely hope uh, you're on the, the whatever correct meds and it's working for you. God, I can't imagine. Hey, Timothy, it's Nona. When you can just listen to me bitch and complain about my CPAP machine. Oh, God, I've got it so tough. I got the wrong CPAP machine. Crying <laughs> like a little bitch. Hey, Timothy, it's Nona. Um, I love how in your power outage, you just admitted that you were talking into your normal mic when it wasn't on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as I told you guys, uh, on Thursday, I had a sideshow exclusive program, but uh, the power was out, right? Obviously. So, uh, I only had the battery, you know, in my my MacBook. I was able to record, and the Mac obviously has a built-in microphone. That's all I could use. Um, but as I was sitting in my desk, halfway through the show, I realized I was talking into the microphone I normally use, just out of habit. Making me think of uh, that kid in uh, What Had American Summer? That, <laughs> yeah. like, the, the DJ? The whole, the whole movie, he's just been talking 
into the airwaves and it just turns out the entire time everything was unplugged. Yes. <laughs> what Out American Summer is one of those movies that I would show all of my friends and if they didn't like it, I would like lose respect from that. Like I would not take anything they said like suggestion wise for movies seriously anymore. I'm like, sorry, you, you just have bad taste. Arrested Development was the other one. We, you know, we used to all get, th- thankfully my friends are uh, all awesome. And they, they enjoyed those things. All right. Uh, so what do we got here? We've got a couple more voicemails here. Yes, caller. <laughs> yes, caller. Go right ahead. So one of two things is, is going to happen. Either this entire voicemail is just silence, right? And someone butt dialed me. Or about 30 seconds in, you're going to start hearing ching chong, ching chong, ching chong, a Chinese person talking. I get that a lot. Let me fast forward here. Nope. All silence. And this person called about 17 times in a row. Let's see what this last one is. Nope. Just over and over. Just <laughs> silence. Well, thank you for the call. I think it was the sun. No. Oh, what the fuck is going on? This all reeks of Brad Carter, right? Doing something with the phones or having people call me. Hey, Timmy Boo. longtime listener. Um, Uh-oh. Has your show been influenced by two live crew as nasty as they want to be <laughs> because i feel that it is love you yeah, well, don't get aids i'll try not to it's hard hard to avoid the aids don't get aids i said i'll try that's a relatively new sound clip well it's something we played a long long time ago but i just uh, now added it to my uh, my mix i'm um cata- uh, cataloging all of my sound bites and sound clips and I'm finding all sorts of stuff that we haven't played in a long time. You may have noticed sometimes now at the beginning of the show, you'll you'll hear uh, new newer sound clips, stuff you haven't heard in a long time. That's that's probably why. It's exhausting going through all of these. It's kind of like having multiple personalities. So I definitely feel like I have a disorder. I know what that's like now going through these sound clips. It, it takes forever, though. I'm not even I, I'm not even a quarter of the way through. I don't even think I'm like. 10% of the way through. I think I've found, uh, what, almost 900 sound clips. We have played so much stupidity over, <laughs> over the last, what, 18, 19 years. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Spread the distortion. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a a great week of shows. If you're Sideshow members, stick around. I'll be back later this weekend for a a mini-program. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Monday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. (laughs) It's Friday, baby. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck. We'll see you next week. This 
has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.